you know, these entrepreneurs, they need to find out what's really special about their product, service, company, whatever it is, especially when pitching to journalists. We get so many emails every day saying, hey, feature us, feature us, but... We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane. Today I have with me a very special guest, Natalie Colton. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Now, by way of introduction, Natalie Colton is an associate editor at Marketing Dive. She moved east to study journalism, and now she covers all things mobile technology, marketing tech, and advertising. She likes to spend her free time obsessing with cats, and she volunteers at a children's hospital. Sounds about right, yeah. Tell us about those cats. Um, well, I don't have a cat anymore. Um, I grew up with them and I just enjoy them. Yeah. Got it. My, um, my kids got their first kitten about a year ago and she has since had her own litter of kittens. And so oh, wow. we, um, we have a backyard full of kittens now where we're trying to find homes for them. Interesting. I'll talk to my roommate about it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So Natalie, tell us what it means to be an associate editor at Marketing Dive. Yeah. So uh, Marketing Dive is one publication under the, you know, the banner company Industry Dive. Uh, and we are all business to business publications. So we write about business for people who work in that business. Um, and we have, you know, 17 different industries that we cover, hence the name Industry Dive. Uh, marketing is one of them. Aside from Marketing Dive, we have uh, publications like Healthcare Dive, Biopharma, Waste, HR, construction, um, restaurants, we've, we've really got it all. And what is your particular role there? Yeah, so I, um, I write and edit for the Marketing Dive and our publication and our sister pub, uh, Mobile Marketer. So there we are a small team of journalists and we try to cover the biggest stories about marketing creative and advertising and different strategies and technology in that world of marketing. How do you typically source your stories? Well, I mean, a lot of it is Twitter. Um, pretty much the whole newsroom is uh, scrolling through Twitter all day just to kind of feel what people are talking about, what our readers are interested in, and just what's happening in the industry. Um, but we also try to build some sources at conferences and just, um, you know, through connections, um, even if it's through LinkedIn or just cold emails or picking up the phone. Um, and oftentimes we will try to work with these um, PR people or, um, you know, different brands and marketers, um, and they will often uh, give us news ahead of time so we can have time to prepare some stories uh, for, for the next day once they announce their news. Um, but, but yeah, a lot of it is uh, just scrolling through Twitter. Just doing the, the elbow grease type work of just going out and finding it yourself. Right. And sometimes it, uh, sometimes we're lucky enough where it falls in our lap. Um, if somebody reaches out and they're from, you know, some, some company and they say, Hey, I work for this company. We have an announcement. Do you want to, you know, have interviews about it or, you know, learn more about it? And then we'll discuss with them, see if it's something worth uh, pursuing, um, you know, see if we're, we're curious about learning more about what they have to say. Is there any particular article that you've written that you're extra proud of? Um, so I have a, I have a column. It comes out every other Friday. Um, and one was a couple weeks ago. It was about Uber Elevate, uh -huh. um, which is their, you know, helicopter concept. Um, it's not going to open or 
launch, I suppose, for about four years. And what I thought was really interesting is that they just launched about a month ago, um, this big advertising campaign around it. So I was like, okay, how do you advertise for a product or a service that isn't even going to launch for four years? You know, what are, what are the ethics behind that? Um, because if they're promising some product or service now and it changes in the next four years, that advertising isn't honest anymore. Right, um, you know, right. it comes out in 2023, consumers are expecting something that you advertised for and now it's a totally different product or service. So that story I um, was really interested in uh, and I pitched it to my editors and they loved it. So um, so I pursued that and I talked to the uh, agency who created it um, and the ad is a totally computer generated. So that was also something that was interesting to me. It was, uh, but it looked super real. So that was a fun story to report. Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about what conclusions you drew around the ethics of that. So um, after speaking with both Uber and the agency, they, they said that they worked really hard with um, the Uber uh, team of engineers uh -huh. to try to make sure everything is as honest as possible as things currently stand. Yep. So, so in that reporting, you know, we basically just discussed that, okay, things might change. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. Uh, that's just, you know, okay, this is what we have right now as our plan. Things might change over the next four years because the technology becomes better or um, who knows what's going to happen. Yep. But as it stands today, that's that's what their advertising is. That's what the product looks like. So um, so that was pretty interesting because we don't really talk about that that much. Like, uh, you know, usually you advertise for a product or a service that has already launched or is just about to launch, whereas this one is, you know, still four years out. Tell us about your favorite part of your job. I think right now my favorite part um, is this column that we recently launched. Um, like I said, it comes out every other Friday. And that one is a little more analytical and a little less hard news. So typically the stories are about news that we have already covered saying, hey, like this Uber one, hey, this company has launched this awesome marketing campaign. That's the news. Um, and then a couple weeks later, I, after some interviewing with the agency or with the brand and talking to their marketers, I will um, kind of give a deep dive into the why behind it and the how. Mm -hmm. So I'll talk to the agency about how did this marketing campaign come about? Why now? Um, how they made it, you know, from scratch. Um, and, and so I really like that. Um, it goes a little bit deeper into all the moving pieces and players that, you know, had to come together to make this happen. What's the most challenging part of your role? Um, I think the, the hardest part is finding those little interesting news nuggets within a story, especially when, you know, there's tons of other publications and news outlets that are reporting on very similar things. Uh, sometimes it's hard to to find something fresh because obviously you don't want to write about what, what other publications are. That's just, it's not a big value add for our readers. We want to give them something that's a little different. So in this, you know, in this example for Uber Elevate, um, we looked at something that I hadn't seen or an angle, excuse me, that we hadn't seen written about elsewhere. So, you know, the story of Uber launched this campaign, this advertising campaign, um, that wasn't the point of the story. It was, okay, they launched this ad campaign. Now let's dig into the process of how they created it. And so sometimes finding those tiny little new news nuggets is, uh, 
it's challenging, but my team is really great about, um, you know, brainstorming and finding different angles and perspectives to highlight. Now, this is a really fascinating interview for us, Natalie, because most of our listeners are entrepreneurs or marketers. And so they are oftentimes seeking to be featured in some sort of publication, right? Whether it be a project that they're working on or a company that they're founding or, or whatever it is. And so it's really neat for us to get to hear the perspective of what it's like to be on the opposite side of that table, as opposed to you looking for someone to write about you. Instead, you're looking for interesting things and people and stories who, who you can write about. What advice do you have for our listeners who are sitting on this side of the table where, where they need help you know, telling their story? So it doesn't seem all that different from from what I just mentioned about finding, you know, some new angle, some new perspective, um, you know, just as I do that for the stories that I'm working on. I think, uh, you know, these, these marketers or these entrepreneurs, they need to find out what's really special about their product, service, company, whatever it is, um, especially when pitching to journalists. You know, we get so many emails every day from from startups saying, hey, feature us, feature us. But... You know, if they had ever read Marketing Dive, they know that that's not the kind of story we're looking for because that, you know, oftentimes it's just a, that'd be a promotional piece, you know, just like, a, hey, check out this new, this new startup. But if you have something that's totally different, you know, we haven't seen before or is, you know, a different angle on something, um, you know, highlighting that in the pitch is definitely the best way to get our attention. And, you know, finding where, where their company or product or service fits in the larger picture, you know, the impact that it could have. Yeah, very cool. Um, Natalie, tell us about yourself. How did you end up in this role and what was the path like to get there? Well, I mean, I've always been interested in uh, writing and reading, um, and I particularly like to read nonfiction. And I just always liked that style of writing. And I think that's what, what turned me on to business news. And um, I first got into writing, I guess, in fifth grade. Um, Were you already reading nonfiction in fifth grade? Probably not. Okay. No, I think that came later okay. uh, when I got into, you know, following the news and just seeing what was happening and yep. learning about that style of writing. Um, but but yeah, in fifth grade, I started writing this book and my parents still asked me, when, when is it going to be finished? <laughs> and I obviously haven't looked at it in over a decade. But um, uh, and then later on in high school, I went to a photojournalism camp two summers in a row. And and that was really interesting to me because you, you don't use words a ton in that. And it was like you have to find some way to capture a story in, in a single frame or in a single, um, you know, package of photos with little text. And I think that just really, it just inspired me like, okay, this is a really cool um, industry. I think I'd be interested in this kind of career path. Um, and then I went to school for dentistry and turned out that was not for me. Um, and, and so I switched to journalism when I was at the University of Maryland and I never looked back. So uh, working on people's teeth didn't, you know, ignite the passion inside of you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think that would. Um, I think teeth are interesting, but um, it was really uh, the chemistry that did it for me. Got it, got it. Yeah. So you made the switch to journalism and so that's what you studied in college. And so your career path has kind of been right in line with what you expected while you were in college. 
A little bit. There was, um, I took a, a detour right after college. I went to, uh, I went straight to grad school and there I got my master's in corporate communications. And so I took a lot of, of marketing classes there. And um, I think that's what really turned me on to marketing and advertising in particular. So then when I applied for this job at, at Marketing Dive a couple years ago, it, you know, it seemed like the perfect fit, you know, with my background in journalism and all these marketing classes, I felt um, that the marketing dive and the, the topics that we cover were a pretty good fit. Now, the title of this podcast is From Poop to Gold. Tell us about a situation where you have faced horrific circumstances to the point where maybe you didn't even know how you were going to come out the other side. And then tell us how you turned that horrible situation into gold. Well, I think this one example would be this article I wrote maybe a year and a half ago um, that I thought, you know, was total poop. Uh, when I was first reporting it, I thought the topic was was important, but it was just pretty dry. Um, there was a lot of legalese, and it didn't seem like you know anything new was going to come out of it in my reporting. Um, but the topic itself was interesting. It's about the uh, the legal considerations of working with influencers in the marketing world, which is you know very important. Um, but I had such writer's block writing it because I felt like, oh, there's nothing new in this. Everything that I'm saying has been said. Um, but it turned out to be a pretty solid piece that I'm still kind of confused as to why my editors and uh, and our readers really liked it. But it continues to do well even a year and a half later because, um, you know, with the FTC getting involved with, um, you know, fraud in the influencer marketing space and like disclosing the hashtag sponsored on Instagram and and all that, um, that's a topic that keeps popping up. And, you know, it's its an ongoing conversation in the space. And so it turned out you ended up with kind of this evergreen piece of content that as the subject keeps resurfacing, it's driving people back to what you wrote about it. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, it felt like total poop in the writing process, but it turned out into a succinct piece that, um, you know, is standing the test of time, you know, a year and a half later. Natalie, tell us about your creative process. How do you find inspiration? I mean, like I said, I am on Twitter sometimes or a lot, actually, um, just seeing what people are talking about. And once I have an idea for a story, or even just a little, a little snippet of an idea, I'll, I'll often talk it out with someone. Oftentimes, it's with my editor or with my, my colleagues. Um, they're really helpful as a sounding board and uh, for helping me brainstorm, you know, okay, you've got kind of an idea, but let's rework it just a little bit. They're, they're super helpful in that. Now, um, okay, so that's kind of how you find the, the original source and then you develop it through talking it through, through discussing it. What happens when you have kind of this half-baked idea and you're like, oh, it's, it, I know something's there, but, but it's not coming out. What is your process for kind of working that through? Well, like I said, talking it out either with my editors, a friend even, sometimes that helps me to just take a step back a little and, you know, get outside of my own head and my own, um, my own newsroom where they already know a lot of, uh, of the story or they already know a lot of, uh, you know, the supporting facts around it. So sometimes talking to my roommate or my parents or, or people who are not really deep in the, the news world or the marketing world, they help add, you know, some kind of fresh perspective. Find people who are not suffering from the curse of knowledge, so to speak, right? They're, yeah, they're outsiders. Yeah, exactly. I love it. How how often do you start down a path and get something kind of, you get the ball rolling, but then you just realize this is a dead end. This isn't going anywhere. I've got to scrap this. How often does that happen? Um, 
not all that often uh, because the turnaround time for our stories aren't uh, aren't that long to where we you know we have an opportunity to say oh this isn't this isn't that great and uh, we have a bunch of steps in place where to prevent that so we don't um, you know waste our time on that when we could be writing about something else that that will come to fruition uh, so we'll, you know before I start writing anything I'll go over the ideas with my team and um, just to see if it could potentially have legs and then if it's a if it's a bigger piece. I'll also uh, talk to sources before ever writing. Just totally, you know, off the record. I'm just just curious to see, you know, what are what are their perspectives of this, where they see this this topic or this trend going, and how it fits into the broader picture. Um, sometimes just talking it out with with the sources are really helpful. How much time do you get on a big piece? You know, what what does a big piece look like start to finish versus right. what does a small piece look like start to finish? I mean, it totally depends. Um, if it's a, a small piece, um, it's usually a bit newsier. So an example of that is like, okay, you know, Macy's launched this this big ad campaign. Here's what um, what's involved in it. That is usually a quick hit story that um, we could turn around in as little as an hour. Um, oftentimes it takes longer than that, especially if we have to hop on multiple phone calls. Um, and then of course the fact checking and editing um, takes a lot of time after something's done before we can publish it. Um, and then for a longer piece, um, which we call deep dives, um, that's where we, you know, have at least three, four sources that can take up to, you know, several weeks, depending on the timeliness of it. Uh, because in those cases, we are taking a deeper dive, hence the name, uh, into a certain topic or or trend that needs a little bit more investigating. Awesome. Natalie, how can our listeners follow you and keep tabs on what you're up to? Um, I mean, Twitter um, is good. I'm Natalie Colton at you know, at Twitter um, and LinkedIn. I share a lot of fun marketing related stories there. And, and of course, check out, subscribe to, to Marketing Dive. We have a, a daily newsletter with some quick hits on, you know, the biggest stories in the industry for that day. Um, anything coming down the pipeline that you'd like to give our listeners a sneak peek? You know, I, like I mentioned, I have uh, my biweekly column called Campaign Trail. Um, and so I'm always looking for, you know, interesting perspectives to, to include in there. Um, and also, I, I'm just about to start working on a bigger piece about influencer marketing, uh, which we mentioned before, and it's been a hot topic for several years now. You know, everyone knows what it is. And, and now that it's pretty mainstream, I'm curious if it's, you know, reached a saturation point. Um, so I'm, I want to look into how brands can continue telling unique stories um, when everyone else is doing the same thing. So that will come out sometime in August. Natalie, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. It's fun to get to know about your role and about your background as well. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, we sent Natalie a copy of our book, From Poop to Gold. And for anyone who is interested in knowing more about how we create a creative culture here at Harmon Brothers, the book From Poop to Gold is a, is a great resource. And make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world 
in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14 day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step by step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had, um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script. That's hbros.co slash script.